Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of This Week on Stadia. On today's episode, we started talking about the launch lineup. Then, in the middle of the episode, we got the news from the new launch lineup, increasing to 22 titles. I hope you have a good week listening to the show, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. What's up, everyone? How are you guys doing? Today is Sunday, the 16th of November. We are one day, 15 hours and 51 minutes from Stadia launch. How are you doing, Chase? Doing good. And just a slight correction, because I know our days are all out of whack. Today is actually the 17th. Oh, that's true. 16 was yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you can see that I have been sleeping well. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm in the same boat as you, man. We're, we're, we're uh, I think we're, our, uh, our nerves are there for, uh, for the launch of this thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Actually, today, uh, before we get into Google Stadia, today is kind of a special day for me. It's an anniversary. Uh, even I'm wearing my T-shirt here from my gym, TriStar. Um, today it's one year of my first MMA fight. One year ago, I had my first uh, amateur MMA, of course, and I'm not a pro, neither I want to be. But uh, it was an interesting experience. Uh, we can talk about that some other day. <laughs> That's cool, man. <laughs> uh, we had already um, uh, one comment here. It's uh, random noob says, it's already 18th here. So <laughs> for him, it's even closer, right? It's one sleep away to Google launch. Oh, from the stadium launch. Yeah, it's again, and we talked about this in the last podcast. It's crazy that the time has flown by as fast as it has. Um, I think everyone is just they're they're itching to get their hands on this thing, to try it, to actually see it in the wild. Um, and tomorrow, you know, tomorrow is going to be an interesting day. The embargo lifts, so we're going to get to see our first impressions from a lot of these media outlets of what they think of Stadia. Yeah, that's true. Um, there was a, a tweet I saw on Reddit earlier today. A guy from France, he already had tweeted. He's a journalism as well, but he had a tweet about uh, he was playing. I think it was Red Dead Redemption on the uh, MacBook. So it was a picture. We noted the embargo gets out tomorrow, and we will start to see a lot of videos. Um, from these big YouTubers doing gameplay. Uh, so le let's do a quick recap on everything that happened this week, right? So on Monday, we started Monday with a big news with the launch title list. We have the 12 launch titles being three. Um, three of those were Tomb Raider. And then the remaining of the list. Uh, you did a video about the launch titles, right? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's uh, be, let's talk a little bit more about this. Uh, 
What were your impressions at the beginning of the week about the launch titles and what were your impressions after, for example, the John Justice interview on StadiaCast on the launch titles? That's actually a good way to set it up, uh, Eddie. I, I think... <sighs> I think Monday, yeah, you can already hear it in my voice. Uh, I think I think Monday was interesting because we all kind of, you know, the perceptions are reality, right? So right. when you see that there's only 12 games there, the first thing that you jump to is, well, the other games aren't ready. Um, and, and I and I think, to be fair, I think that is slightly still true. They're not ready because they're still going through the the certification process, and I'll get to that in a moment. Um. And in the moment, the emotional adrenaline kicks in of, you know, this, we've been, we've been so excited for this thing. We've been trying to, in the Stadia community, really combat a lot of the, the hate, the misinformation and the lies about it. And to run from August to up to this point with some of the gut punches that we faced with the, you know, the, the controller not working wirelessly across all devices, the shipping debacle. Now this with the launch titles, you know, it, it kind of builds up over time and you, it's almost like, um, I did a, a round table earlier today with, uh, with glory of stadia, sunny and ace. Yeah, from yeah. I'm looking for, uh, I haven't had a chance uh, to, to watch it today, but of course I will, uh, will catch up on that. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason I'm bringing that up is that we, we were talking through how it's almost like that, that, that uh, ex-girlfriend that hurts you <laughs> and you lose trust. So you have to regain the trust. And that's kind of where I think the week started. Once we got to the AMA, um, there again, in this, I, I'm a broken record on this, but the AMA on this specific topic, I'm going to bring up and the, the, the JJ or, or John justice interview with, mm -hmm. with Bill from Stadia cast in the AMA, they talked about, well, features aren't going to be ready until these timelines, which, which right. was a good, was a good breakdown because they gave us time, you know, time sensitive pieces and told us when things were going to potentially come online. What wasn't presented was it's not an issue that the features aren't ready. The features are in the system. They're there. They're ready to go. Right. It's up to the developer to leverage them. So John then tells us that in the Stadia cast interview and then drops a bomb that some games might be ready on the 19th that weren't on that list. It's like, why why are you waiting to make that type of announcement? Why isn't that being broadcasted to the media outlets, which then combats a lot of that misinformation? So the reason I'm bringing all this up is after that JJ interview, I felt a little bit better about the fact that one, the the features issue isn't an issue of it not being ready. It's that the developer has to leverage it. Case in point, stream connect with with uh, Ubisoft and Ghost Recon right. Breakpoint. So, and and then I kind of went back to a little bit of internalizing and saying, why didn't you talk about this to the media about the fact that some games might be coming on the nineteenth? So I guess I'm in a better place. You know, I, I kind of took that optimistic approach of where I, I think if they could just get the PR and the marketing in order, once people get their hands on this thing, it, it will sell itself. That's just my honest opinion. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And going back to the games list, uh, when we first saw it, uh, I was uh, the same thing. I was in disbelief. But thinking on that, what you just said, and JJ said on the interview as well, that maybe they will have more games that those 12 announced it may it makes me wonder the same way so why do you, why at this point you are still talking about maybe you have more days oh more games i mean what haven't these games done that they are missing they were not part of the 
original 12 titles announced. So uh, is it testing? Is it uh, feature related? Is it uh, what is it that you need to do in order to have these extra games? Uh, that that uh, what makes me curious as well. Yeah, and and the one thing that's interesting is John said during that that interview with Bill on Stadia Cast that it's an issue of they haven't passed the certification phase. So if that's the case, again, that's something simple to to address with the media and say, look, we don't want to promise or or, or overpromise anything, but there are some other games that could potentially be um, uh, coming on board. You know, once yeah, the, the same thing we saw with uh, the football manager, right? Because the guy was tweeting, no, we f I thought we were a launch title. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's why, again, remember, and I've talked about this, perceptions are reality. Right. Some, a general consumer, to them, it looks like, you know, without using an expletive, you don't have your you-know-what together. So because of that, what does that person now think going into next year? They're thinking, oh, well, this is going to be a dumpster fire. Why would I even give them a, even a, a glance? Um, and then not to mention, and I, and I don't know if we're going to get into this or not, but then you have the XO event where right. you have the xCloud preview come in with those 50 games are going to allow you to play. So there's just a lot of things that I, I think the Stadia marketing and PR team and even the heads, you know, John and Phil, they can't be thrilled with how the initial start of this week went um, behind closed doors. They can, they can put on a smile. They can, they can act like everything's all rainbows and unicorns on the back end of things. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but this wasn't the greatest week for them at the start. Did they recover? Uh, and we talked about this in the, the, the AMA podcast that we did. They sure did. You know, they, they, they did some things that show that they're taking steps in the right direction. That doesn't mean that they're not still on thin ice. They have a lot of things they have to, to rebuild. No, I agree 100% with you. When they, it was a bad start of the week, it was a bad Monday, a bad Tuesday because everyone was still talking about Monday. Then we had the, the AMA. We did a video just after the AMA because there was so much info to process. But at the AMA, they were concise on their communication. And uh, moving from the AMA, we had the John 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 Justice interview with uh, StadiaCast. And uh, from there on, we are just uh, counting the, the hours and, and days because... We are now expecting even more games to be on launch. Um, but let me bring back to what you just said about the EXO from Xbox. Because a lot of people were already comparing when Microsoft announced the xCloud now with 50 games. Uh, there was kind of shots fired from Phil Spencer from Xbox. Do, do you saw that? Do you, did you feel that? It, it it sure was. It was interesting that he kind of said though we're not we're not providing something that 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 isn't been fully tested or that we feel is ready yet. That was a direct shot at Google. No, like that, especially I, I think he said even said we are not saying we are ready. That's it. That's the term. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. Yeah, that, that good shout, Eddie. Um, that was a shot at Google, you know, and if, if you didn't think that it was, it, it, it absolutely was. That was, and again, none of these blows that Microsoft is doing right now are like knockout blows by any right. means. I know some people are saying that they are. This is a long haul, ladies and gentlemen. This is a, a marathon. It's not a sprint. 
and 2020 is going to be where the battleground is. Right now right. is kind of the it's the build up. It's the start of the uh, if you're if you're a fan of like different arenas of or, um, or, or venues of like World War II, for example, there were buildups to the main conflicts, right, <laughs> if you right, will. Right, right, right. We're not there yet. It will happen next year. That's when the real spicy stuff is going to start happening. And you know what? At the end of the day, Eddie, we've talked about this. Competition is a good thing. Right. Like Always. that that gives us the consumer the best possible option. And I don't want to see, even though this is a Stadia podcast, I don't want to see Microsoft fail. And I don't right. want to see Google fail because if you only have one, then no one's going to push them to be the best version that they can be. Competition is always good, man, no matter where, especially for us, the consumers. Uh, again, we are the podcast focused on Stadia, but for us, the consumers, we got to have competition and competition makes everyone better. 100% agree. And um, still on the DXO, after the xCloud announcing 50 games for the for it saying it's gonna have even more games and after the first reviews I've seen we've seen from people playing games going on etc we will see a lot more coming tomorrow uh I'm uh, very I, I, and I said this before I think we're gonna see a change of tone saying does the stadia work to stadia doesn't have games I agree because the it, technology right now is the we've seen of course we haven't had the chance to test but uh it, it's not something that now is going to be laggy it's going to have these issues of course uh depending on internet internet connection but uh, I think the tone of the discussion will change but uh, what do you think about it No that that's exactly what I was going to say is that people the people that are hating on this right now um it, they're always going to move the goalposts if it's not if it's not that it doesn't work, it'll be they don't have games. If it's not they don't have games, they don't have a subscription. If they don't have a subscription, then it'll be oh well the graphics are better over here versus this. It's 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 hot garbage. I'm sorry, I can't say it any other way than that. Um, and I think the other part that's important, and I talked about this today on the on that roundtable that I did, is that Microsoft's model and Stadia's model, they're really apples and oranges. And I don't know if if you're cool with me talking about this real quick for a second. No, let's go. Let's go for it. So Microsoft is trying to do a hybrid model, okay? They're trying to do where people are already in the the ecosystem. If you have a console, you can play away from your home and and stream the game from your console, very similar to PlayStation Remote Play. That already exists. Cloud gaming, per se. Then the other option is you can play through the cloud, and play an Xbox game off of a cloud-based Xbox console without having to have the physical hardware in your house. Right. That's one model. Stadia is trying to do the model of, oh, actually, hold on one second. They're also trying to offer a subscription option to stream games. So we have to also put that in there. So Stadia is focusing in on, we want to provide you with a console experience that you don't have to pay for. So that's what the base model. We want to offer you the option of not having to pay a subscription to play games online. They're trying to market towards the gaming demographic that, um, and we we talked about this, the the lost gamer, if you will, or the gamer that only wants to maybe buy two or three games a year and doesn't have to buy a console to buy it. They don't care about a subscription. Um, And the reason I'm, I'm saying that is 
there's a lot of people that are hung up on this subscription Netflix stuff. And I can tell you, and I, and I, and I said this earlier today, I'm not just saying this to say this. I truly mean this because it's literally my friends are saying this. I have five or six friends that don't care about a subscription. They don't, their mindset is why am I going to give a company 15 or $16 a month for games? I'm not going to play. I'd rather just buy the two or three games I want for the year, right. not have a, a subscription to play online and not have to buy a console. So that gaming demographic exists. There are people that want that. What the problem is going to be for Stadia to continue to be competitive, not that they won't still be successful because with that model, they will be successful on a global scale. But as a, as a point of competition, they will need to move towards a also a subscription offering similar to what Game Pass is doing once they have the catalog of games. Right next year and you've talked about this as well eddie yeah no uh, i was just agreeing with you because i think there will be an opportunity for every type of gamer here in the next years to come if you are a console player and uh okay i'm a hundred percent fan of sony so i'm gonna stick to my playstation no matter what you are gonna have an offer of either the ps now where you can stream or you can download the games you will have an offer probably from Ubisoft with uh, Uplay Plus where you can stream or you can download your games as well to play it. Or even uh, EA is thinking of launching stuff like that. So we have Microsoft, Sony and the publishers doing this either for the consoles, but Microsoft also focusing on PC because you can have a subscription of their uh, Microsoft, uh, it's Gold Pass, the name, I'm not sure. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate yeah. is what you're talking Game about. Game Pass Ultimate, yes. So you pay for that, and you have access to the library of games as well on the PC, where you can download and play, uh, keeping, of course, not on cloud gaming. Uh, Google, on the other hand, it's 100% focused on cloud, and... Right now, I don't see the competitors going that way of putting the infrastructure and platform just as Google has. We see these guys doing like Microsoft. It's just uh, they are plugging an Xbox into the internet where you can play and call it cloud. But it's not the same thing as a platform such as Stadia, right? And that's exactly what I was going to say, and I didn't throw that in there on my previous point. Stadia is trying to create, and we and we haven't seen those games yet. That they will likely the the earliest looks of that will come next year with right. with smaller titles. And Jade Raymond's already alluded to this uh, when she did her interview with GameIndustry.biz. But they want to create experiences that you can't literally you can't do on the Xbox One or Scarlet that you can't do on a PC. Like that's what they're going to be going towards, and that's what will sell this system. Um, and there was something else I was going to say, and it'll come back to me in a minute. Um, but I, I just, I, I can't stress enough. Oh, that's what I was going to say. The other thing too, is that people have tried to do this whole thing about how, about the subscription piece, right? Right. And when you look at what people really mean by when they say they want a subscription model, they want a subscription model with every new game. That's not going to happen, nope. and I've I've talked about that before. That right now, at least, it's not. The, the market may shift in five to seven years, and we may see that become a reality. But right now, the only way you're going to see a publisher or developer allow a new game to be on a subscription model is if they control it themselves. Case in point, 
Ubisoft with Uplay Plus because why? They control every ounce of revenue of that minus a small cut if it's on another platform. I talked about this with um, with Glory, um, Ace, and Sunny earlier today that EA, why is EA doing Project Atlas? They're not doing it. They've, they've been selling this false narrative about, well, we want to create this to where people can come and develop their games on it. No, they're not. They're creating that so they can throw their games on it, and you can only stream games and a subscription model on their platform where they right. hold what all the revenue that's what that is all about it's to me it's clear as day um that's that's what their motives are so again i think it's really important that we recognize that there is a segment of gamers out there and it may not be a vast majority but there's a segment of gamers out there that are wanting a system where they don't have to purchase the next gen console. They don't have to play online or pay to play online, and they they only are interested in buying two or three games a year. And if that's the case, versus the subscription model, in in at least a couple of the cases, if you buy either one or two games, you come out ahead versus the subscription model. So right. that's that again. I think that's very important to remember. Yeah, no, we gotta we, we will see the subscription model. It's let's say for hardcore gamers who play three games every month but maybe it's not for everyone uh yeah that's the beauty of uh having an options for everyone right that's it and that's what stadia is going to have to get to next year is they're going to have to have that option as well if they want to remain again in in the dead heat if they want to remain in the competition if if they don't do that are they are they going to die off no there's still going to be people that want to use the service for the reasons i just stated and it will still be successful um, but if they want to be competitive, if that's what their end goal is, and I think it is, then they will have to offer that other option as well to grab the other part of the market. And I think that's that's important. All right. Um, I just remember two things here to maybe we can talk about. I'm just sharing here the screen of the stadia.google.com, or if you type the URL stadia.com, it shows you the new website of stadia they oh. have already launched the website so if you type the url stadia.google.com or just stadia.com you'll see it is the stadia website so uh it says here one place for all the ways we play uh an option to buy now the premiere edition when you click it brings you to the google store and it has the option here to log in. Uh, it's because I'm already logged in. But uh, if you already have an access code, you just go into download the app on Google Play and App Store. So yeah, guys, we're getting close and things are going. And also on on a hourly basis, we will see the website. Actually, there's another thing I would like to quickly talk about. Uh, on Reddit, I heard, uh, I think I read it, I don't remember if it was this morning or yesterday, about someone who had put in an order, had a problem with the credit card, mm -hmm. and uh, the order got canceled, right? Yeah, and Grace actually posted something up on the Reddit, the subreddit, that they're trying to work with individuals where either the card came up as fraudulent or... I didn't read what the rest of the language was on there, um, but they were working with unique cases. In fact, right. let me 
it's actually in my Discord. Give me one second. Um, I'll actually pull this up and I can tell you what was exactly said. Because I want to make sure I'm being accurate on here when I when I say something about that, because that's vital. Um, is this it right here? Is this from Grace? Let me pull this up. Come on. All right. So it says, yeah, this is directly from Grace from Google. Hi, all. If you have any issues regarding your payment method, please contact Google Store Support at, and then it's HTTPS, uh, colon, backslash, backslash, support.google.com slash store. We are actively working with the very few customers whose card was either declined or flagged as fraudulent. There you go. So they are trying to work with those individuals on a case-by-case -case basis. Right, right. Um, that's very nice because if I was one of those cases, I would be extremely frustrated. Can you imagine you order like in June or July or waiting for your founder's edition and then you got canceled? And, and I think it's something I've seen, I don't remember where, probably on, on Telegram people talking exactly that that uh, Google needed to step up and look in these individual cases to not have this kind of uh, let this guy let these cases down let these players down with um, uh, a credit card or something that could be an error and it would be bad PR they're already dealing with with you know, again, the marketing, messaging, and PR nightmares that have happened over the past, you know, couple months. This is something that's, again, it's an easy fix. You just jump in. You say, okay, we'll try to work with these case by case situations. And again, it, it's it's goodwill. It shows goodwill, and it's it's basic customer service principles, which they should be doing anyway. So it's a good shout by Google. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else we had on this week on Stage Chase? Or should we go here and talk a little about on the comments we have? Well, I think the, the only other thing we could talk about real quick would be in regards to um, we know that the um, some of the Stadia development or Stadia team went up to right. Seattle uh, with Bungie to help with the Destiny development. And, and they talk about it. It's actually, I think, an IGN article, if I remember correctly. Right. And... The, the intent was to get the game going and they it, they kind of alluded in the article that this may be something that they do in the future uh towards you know other titles specifically right uh, to kind of help them get off the ground and to ensure that their um their game development platforms or their game engines are able to be you know set up on stadia to help with future development to make it easier for them um, which is a good shout and again if Google continues to do those types of things and makes it easier on the developer, the developer and the publisher will be more inclined to try to do more development on this end of, of the spectrum. Um, they'll always go towards the more popular consoles first. We, we know that same thing. You see that with the switch um, where the switch isn't always, you know, <laughs> developed on first with some of the major titles. It's more of a, right. Oh, we'll get to it later. Um, they focus on Xbox and PlayStation first. So um, I, I still think you'll see a little bit of that with Stadia until you see the the, the user base grow. Um, if it's a large user base, then the developers and publishers will they'll have no choice but to treat it just like an Xbox or a PlayStation. They'll develop on it and release titles at the same time. Yeah, actually, let me do a quick comment here. So yesterday, I had a chance to go to um, like a fair a conference here in Montreal about games, a lot of indie developers, and I had the chance to speak with some of them. And I asked, okay, guys, what do you guys think about Stadia? There 
were some that were already aware of it. There were some who was still thinking, is this the Netflix of gaming? So it's interesting. And I speak with one guy. I don't rem I don't remember the name of his studio. But uh, he was kind of worried about the price model. He, he had a an FPS game ready to launch next year. He said it's going to go for PC, Xbox, and PS4. And when I asked him, hey, what about Stadia? What do you think? Uh, we are not sure yet. We don't know exactly how hard it will be to port. We don't know uh, the pricing model that Google is going to do with uh, the small indies as us. So uh, it's interesting to see how Google will go because going back to the discussion of the games, I just remember something. When Google is building their library and maybe in the future going into something like having a library available when doing Netflix style, they could have a huge potential of indies and indies launch new titles. Oh. Could could go into this kind of library. That's a good shot. I actually think that'd be a good model. Um, if the indie developers were willing to go that route, that could be really cool. Like have like an indie type of game pass where it's the yeah. game that maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I'd have to actually think through that because there's some there's some economical pieces to it and business pieces to it. But I, I do think that's a really good shout, Eddie. Yeah, and even on the indies, I spoke to some that were like nice adventure games and i said oh okay have you thought about doing this game on mobile because you're launching on steam uh and some of them were launching on epics and game store as well but majorly everyone goes for steam and i asked okay and what about mobile if you would do launch this game on mobile and most of them said yeah but if we go to mobile the Interface is different, but uh, the guys will need to adapt to touchscreen controllers. And that made, made me think a little bit because today, uh, of course, when you think about mobile gaming, you always think on touchscreen and uh, the touchscreen take the actions on the mobile. But the model proposed by Stadia, it's okay, you game your mobile, use a controller. Either it's our controller or a third party from Sony, Xbox, whatever. But if you want to play on mobile, you got to use a controller. Uh, what do you think of this? Do you think we probably see a shift on the way people game on mobile instead of uh, doing touchscreen controllers, everyone will be doing a controller plus phone? Well, I, I think what, what I would be very careful of here, Eddie, and, and not that you're not going in a really good direction as far as a question, is I think the mobile gaming market is still going to be its own segment in, its, right. in a sense because this is really, again, these aren't mobile games. These are console-quality games. So, uh, I, yes, I, I think controllers are going to be the way to go with a lot of these titles. I think that's going to be the trend that still sticks and continues. Um, you know, that that's just my interpretation. I think mobile gaming, what makes those games great, I guess, in a sense, is that you don't need to have any hardware with it. Could that change? I, you know, it's 
It could, it could. I, I, you know, I could be wrong on that. I just think in the current space, people like, you know, with consoles quality types of, of experiences, they want mm-hmm. some type of a controller or a piece of hardware to play that game. Whereas mobile is more of, I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say here. It's yeah. more of all the go. It's not, it's not in the same type of context, but that doesn't mean that the market couldn't shift. I mean, it absolutely could. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it just made me think because of these guys. When I said, okay, uh, you're launching your title and you're thinking about PC because it's the easy path uh, to put a game on on Steam and go to put a game on all of the other platforms. But when you're reaching to Stadia, you will be available cross-platforms and people who are Stadia players, they know, okay, in order to play Stadia on mobile, I need to have my Stadia controller or any other controller. And if we have a library of kind of adventure 2D games that um, are, if you go to Steam today on the indie section, it's most of them uh, retro games as well. Um, Those are the type of games that people would easily, uh, I would say people who play on Stadia, Instead of playing AAA games only on computer or indie games on computer, we'll say, okay, I'll spend some time here on the big screen playing my AAA games. And then, uh, yeah, I'm on my mobile. Let me pick up one of these indies that I got for five ten dollars Yeah. You know, uh, there was a good, a good shout here in the chat from mm-hmm. Matt. Friedman, he actually asked, do you ever think that Stadia will support touchscreen interactions, which we were just talking about? And I think I just thought about where my hesitation came from. I think it's an additional layer for developers to have to go through. Right Right now, their only concern is that they have to make sure that it works on a controller, either for Stadia or an HID compliant controller. If you throw on another layer where, oh, you also have to develop it for touchscreen interactions, developers might be a little less inclined to want to develop on their platform. If it's not only if it's not a mobile centric type of, of experience. And I think that's what I was trying to say is I think that's where my hesitation is, is to jump to that right now. I don't know if that's going to be um, the focal point, at least for now. It could change in, like I said, maybe in a couple years, maybe something changes there. Yeah, as, no. as cloud gaming takes off a little no, bit more. I agree with you. And uh, we're just scratching the surface of cloud gaming. There are still a lot of things to happen, and uh, I guess uh, with time we will see how how things goes and how of, uh, because everything is new. This integration with mobile and uh, you being able to change from one screen to another to continue playing the same game. Uh, we will see how that goes, and uh, with time going by, how the customer will react. Maybe that's something the customer is interested in, or <laughs> as John Justice would say. Uh, do you want this? Do you want this to be on the whiteboard? <laughs> truth, man. Truth. Um, there's actually another another chat in here that I wanted to address, and I, yes. I responded to it, but I, I also wanted to clarify something. So down below, um, I responded with a um, with an exclamation point. I've tried to be very careful of doing uh, em- emote e- emotes, um, <laughs> of doing any type of like smiley faces or stuff on on youtube until they get that whole situation sorted with banning people so my intent there would have been to put a smiley face but i realized after i wrote that it seems like i'm screaming or yelling um (laughs) but um 
but Bubby uh, has whale kisses said, Hey Chase, I think you're misunderstanding what the term negative latency is referring to. And I think he might be referring back to the, the round table that was uh, happening today. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, no, Chase, yeah, yeah. I would just ask you to tell me a little bit about uh, what you said on round table. I hadn't had the chance yet. Yeah. So what we were talking about was like, there's the different techniques that, that they can do to, you know, help reduce latency. And I said, I don't like the term negative latency. I'd prefer they use the term in, in perceptible latency. Negative makes it seem like, well, you've removed it completely, which is not true. There's always right. going to be latency. There's latency from your Chromecast to your TV. There's no way to get rid of that. Um, so that's why I don't like the term. And what, what, what Bubby said further is basically it's an umbrella term for all the methods that he is going to employ to mitigate inherent latency. And that is absolutely true. And if you go back, I actually did a video where I covered my thoughts about the tested interview that was done with John Justice and Maj Bakar by, by Adam Savage's testing. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about that that's why Stadia is set up for success because they have focused proactively on ways to mitigate latency. And yes, that's the term they're using, but I don't I just personally don't like that term because it makes it sound like, well, we're getting rid of latency completely. You're not. You're not getting rid of latency. What you're doing is you're putting in things like 120 frames per second on the server blade so that when it goes down the pipeline on our end at 60 frames per second, we don't perceive any latency, imperceptible latency. The um, GGPO with rollback, that's another example of trying to do you know, focus on reducing latency from what already exists in fighting games, you know, for near lagless online right, play, right. focusing on late frame reprojection, which is in VR. Um, so yes, I, I just wanted to point out, I do understand what they're using the term for Bubby. It's that I don't personally like that term because I just, I think it sets people up and you've already seen the jokes going around with the media of like, Oh, negative latency. Why would you say that? You can't get rid of latency. Well, that's not incorrect that the media is actually true in saying that you can't. There's always going to be some form of latency in a pipeline. Today, there is latency between your PS4 yes. and your controller. It's a Bluetooth latency, but there is a micro latency. Well, even your HDMI cable from your PlayStation to your television has latency. Right. You have latency from what you're literally, you're watching this, people that are watching this live stream right now, the video. <laughs> There's latency of what you're seeing in real time in milliseconds to your brain. So there's always going to be latency. It's how do you mitigate it? And, and you did say that well in here, Bubby, but I just wanted to make sure that maybe I didn't present it as well in that roundtable of what I meant by that. It's not that I don't understand it. I just don't like the use of that term to define it. I would prefer that they would say, we're working on using techniques to have imperceptible latency. That's a better term to use. And it, it has a lot of less... Um, holes to poke at from the media perspective or from the general consumer perspective than negative latency. Yeah, just moving on here, Max Friedman had the same comment. Said, I actually like the term negative latency and I don't understand the hate. Uh, I would say that for us that are stadia heads or stadiums or whatever you want to call us, um, we understand and we are very clear with it. If you're talking to someone who is outside of the stadium world and you say negative latency, they're going to understand, okay, so Google is going to press the button for me before I press it. Am I watching a movie or am I playing a game? So uh, for people outside, it's not a very good term, maybe. And uh, maybe in the future, we'll see how it goes. 
and that's another good shout, Eddie, is because that got taken out of context when Google brought that up. They weren't saying they were going to do predictive button presses. Right. And they, and they cleared this up in the tested interview. Their intent would be if for some reason the um, frames drop out or there's a, a drop in the network pipeline, what they want to do is they want to focus on when you press a button, they already have six or seven frames rendered so that if anything drops, they can present that frame. That's all they're doing. It's not anything to do with the game's going to play itself. I mean, right. that – again, how do I say this? And I'm trying to be respectful uh, because I'm not trying to say that anyone that heard that shouldn't have taken it that way. But sometimes you have to to step back and look at things from just a very plain view and say, what? why would they have said that? That doesn't make sense. And if it doesn't make sense, that's probably not what they meant. So it's just a bad – God, I hate this. I'm beating a dead horse. <laughs> um, it just comes back to the messaging piece. They've got to do a better job of how they say things. And that's really what it is. That's all it comes down to. Okay. Uh, Johnny Live also commented here. Yeah. The, this like a negative latency, we are absolutely stopping. He's already dead. And we are killing with a heavy stick on that horse. <laughs> Okay, Johnny mentioned here. I held a stadia. Ah, there was a tweet from a skill up saying I held a stadia controller and it felt like arse. Like he player, uh, he felt like he player two controls you forced your little bro to use, like walking to GameStop and say, "Find me the cheapest thirty party pad." At this point, I'm gonna say haters gonna hate because uh, I've seen some. I actually this is the very first bad review I see about the controller, and uh, I'm not gonna comment on this. I will wait two three days to get my controller and uh, having my own opinions on it. Exactly right, and I I this is the thing I'm gonna say right now. There are gonna be, and I want to forewarn everyone going into tomorrow. There are going to be media outlets, and you'll be able to tell, trust me, just listen closely to the language they're using and listen how they're saying things. There are going to be media outlets that are going to defend the way that things are. And what do I mean by that? They don't want to see status quo change. Right. Okay? And you can clearly hear it in how they're presenting information. Then there's going to be the outlets that are going to have to face the music and go, you know what? As much as we didn't want to believe that this could work, it's what Eddie said earlier in the podcast. It works. It is working. And then it'll shift to, well, they don't have games. Then the goalpost will shift to, oh, well, they don't have a subscription model. Then the goalpost will shift to, oh, well, maybe they don't have the better graphics. The goalpost will always shift with this thing until it's a mainstream household name. And once that happens, then the perceptions will change. And it, let's let's go back back in the day. Remember a little company named Microsoft that tried to jump in with the big bros, right? Right. Sony and Nintendo at the time. Exactly. And they had to face the same situation. So this is just history repeating itself. That's why, quite honestly, folks, and I and I don't want to be disingenuous to people that have legitimate concerns about this because I, I think there are reasons to have some concerns. But there's a lot of people out there that, as far as an intellectual argument is concerned, they know they're full of crap. They really do. Yep. They, know that, they know at the end of the day that but they're just presenting things out for I the wrong reasons i think i uh, i had a chance just to watch uh the beginning of the round table you had today i was driving uh but uh 
one point is people are doing this because of the clicks. It is right now, it, it is on the hype to talk bad about Stadia. You're talking bad. I'm not going to mention that guy from an old console. But, uh, Don't do it. Don't do it. No, just say uh, that console from Sega. But uh, he... When, whenever he got clicks, it's because, okay, let me go ahead and talk shit about Stadia. There was another guy as well. Um, I, I found some people um, on the beginning of this week talking bad things uh, about the launch uh, lineup. And I politely talked to them on Twitter, say, hey, I just saw your video. And you know what? I'm willing to to be, let's say, democratic. So I'm invite you to this show here, to this week on Stadia. Let's have an honest conversation about what you think on Stadia. So, guys, uh, everyone watching this video, if you have a friend who's Stadia hater right now, ask them to join a, a friendly conversation with you and say, hey, let's talk here. Let me see what uh, your concerns and uh, let's uh, have a... a this conversation as an audit, let's not scream or talk nonsense, but let's try to address everyone. Uh, I think it's something we will see happening as the platform works. They will find something else to hate and just try to get the clicks on YouTube, right? That's it. That's absolutely it. I was trying to look through the questions here to see if there was something else that... Um... So random noob said something that the Stadia team could be doing is trying to shut down some hype be to shut down some hype because some of the overhyped some have overhyped. Okay. And could be a letdown if expectations are lower. The Stadia team uh, can give better expectations. That's a good shout. Yep. Uh, um, Let me get the next one. Are you I at all concerned that there will not be enough to talk about post launch for regular content? Or are you excited to not have to post regularly as it approaches? Jay's take that one first and I'll make my comments as well. Yeah, so um, I, I know for me it's a little bit more of a conundrum because now that we know that live streaming isn't built into the capture feature, that right. was one of the things I was excited about because I don't have a fancy setup. You know, I don't have OBS and all of that. So I'm going to have to figure out what are my options to do any type of, of game streaming. Um, as far as the content is concerned, I'm still going to continue to do what I do. You know, I'm going to continue to do the Stadia 5 and 5 on Wednesdays, the Saturday morning Stadia talks, because I still think there's going to be things that we need to talk about. Yep. There's going to be things that come up that need to be addressed, and we have to talk about both the good and the bad uh, when they come up. So for me, I I don't but, see my my as far as how I'm doing things changing, but I, I, I understand the question. Let me add to you as well, because uh, to your site... Uh, we know from um, StadiaCast, Google works, uh, uh, let me be a little bit technical here, guys, but Google works with a technology, uh, a methodology of development called Agile, where every two weeks you do a demo to show what you have done, and then you roll out. John Justice said this on the uh, StadiaCast interview. So we will absolutely see new features coming into Stadia on a two-weekly basis or monthly basis, there will be updates. And you know what is good about these updates? We don't need to download the updates to play it. It's just going to have a pop-up screen maybe say, yeah, the platform has been updated. But uh, so 
I absolutely think we there will be always something to talk about Stadia. Uh, on my case, um, just gonna do a uh, jump to the other subject, which is game streaming. I have not built a quite fancy uh, setup. Uh, I, I have a computer here and the monitors, but uh, I, it's not the most powerful thing. But I'm curious to see if I can stream with uh, the current settings that I have. Because the streaming actually takes a little bit of the CPU right now. The OBS is running here and my CPU is peaking at 22-25%. But... Um, I'm curious to see when I'm playing the game if there will be any any consumption of CPU at all or actually everything will be 100% via Stadia. Uh, so I invite everyone who is watching this live stream right now. First of all, please don't forget to hit that like and share with your friends. And uh, on Tuesday, the day Stadia launch, I'm going to do a live stream. I hope to do starting at 10 or 11 a.m. I'll let you guys know later. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, my plan is to do a 24-hour live stream. Uh, maybe if my controller is to arrive at Wednesday, I will stop the live stream of the game a little bit earlier. And starting again on Wednesday with the controller, doing a live unboxing with you guys, joining in, etc. But Chase, uh, absolutely, we can have a conversation separate. I see there's a few uh, streaming options uh, on the budget as well. I'm looking for a next one because of uh, capture card and etc. But uh, yes, guys, you will not, will we will not stop talking about Stadia, and we want to be playing with everyone here. Absolutely. Um, so Max said a little bit further down. Do you ever think that Stadia will support? Oh, we covered that. Sorry, yeah. I just realized we, we actually covered that earlier. Um, I could see certain games with kind working. Yep. Uh, Brandon, how are you? Welcome out to the to the well, live stream, but podcast as well. <laughs> tongue twisted there. Um, Eric said, um, I don't even want to say the Stadia controller felt cheap. I'm just trying to see if there's a question down here. Max said, okay, here's what Max's response was about the negative latency comment. I agree that it gives the wrong impression, but when you understand that they are pre-rendering frames, I think it makes sense for a technical perspective, and it absolutely does. But again, I, I think where where I am coming from is I like to to look at things. Think of it like this: you see how well, I do. Chase, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just jumped here on the the chat, and uh, there's breaking news during our live stream. So I'm bringing here. Um, there is. Um, let me send to you on Discord so you can have a, a chance to look at. But during our live stream here. Uh, Phil Harrison, our mighty lord from Stadia, he tweeted, there's now 22 titles on launch day. Okay, let's go ahead and take a look. We need to focus on this then now in real time. Hold on, let's take a look and see. So let me know uh, when you have it. I. Oh, yes. All right, so this is good stuff. So guys, All let right. go over here the list. Number one, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. Well, we already well, knew that actually, we that one was already, but Attack on Titan, uh, that this one was expected to be uh, this year. We don't know when, but uh, nice. We have it on, on launch day. Actually, let me make a quick pause here. PlayStation 4 launched, Phil Harrison was there, with 24 titles. 
So now we're having a, a very be much better uh, launch list here. Next one, uh, Farm Simulator 19. This one was launched in October, this version. So it's very nice that it's here as well. Final Fantasy 15. Nice. The Football Manager. That was uh, the controversy we spoke earlier. Grid! Oh my god, I was so much excited. Finally a racing game. Because uh, th this looks awesome, this title. Uh, Guilt, we already know. Just Dance, we already know. Kind, we already know. Metro Exodus. Nice. Very nice. Mortal Kombat, we already know. NBA 2K20. That's, that's, that's the one. That's what I'm picking up. I was waiting that's to see if that was going to be added or not. So that's that's exciting because I think right now where my where my three titles are that are day one purchases, and my wife actually wants to play Guilt, so that's pretty cool. So I think I'm going to do Guilt, Red Dead, and NBA. Those will be <laughs> bro. I guess we're gonna be playing together a lot of because. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there, there, there's um, well, there's also Destiny Two that is available on Stadia Pro. Let's continue here. There's Rays 2, there's Rise of the Tomb Raider, Red Dead, and a new surprise here, guys. Very interesting surprise. Samurai Showdown, it's now also in the Stadia Pro right now. So we're getting two titles for free. Smart. Listen, pause. Pause. <laughs> ah. right now. Pause right now for one second. Let, uh, let me just give a quick shout <laughs> here to Chucks to bring this breaking news during the live stream. Thank you very much, Chucks. And uh, go ahead, my friend. This, so I, I can't stress this enough. This is what you do as far as messaging is concerned. This is how you curtail the hate. Because guess what? And I, I don't know if you can see my screen. Because this was from, was this from Jeff Keeley? This wasn't from Phil, right? Uh, actually, Phil retweeted. Let me just uh, go back here. From Jeff Keeley nine minutes ago, and Phil Harrison retweeted. Giving him the exclusive. This is the thing. Let me tell you what this does. And again, this is a PR marketing thing that I'm going to talk from. This changes everything going into tomorrow. Everything. Every. All those narratives that were written last week come tomorrow. Now, what is the media going to say? Because you can't. You can't spin and say, "Oh, well, now we got Samurai Showdown." I'm showing my phone in this as a second pro game for free that they're not over that they're not that they're under delivering that's right. that's horse crap you can't say that they don't have a larger library now so that's that's hot garbage it again comes back to this is something that they should have said last week on monday that look these are the titles right now this may increase depending on games passing certification right. no one would have been mad about that everyone would be like oh okay that makes sense we'll see if more games get added but here's the other thing that this does. Eddie, think about this for one second. I want you to, to take off the Stadia hat for a second. Okay. Imagine tomorrow that all the let, – let, not, let's not say all. Let's say 90% of the reviews come out and say this thing works, and you have this being discussed in the media. That's a mm -hmm. win. That is a win for Google. A late move, but absolutely a win of, uh, as we said – these embargoes, these guys have already shot these videos probably somewhere last week when the Stadia app got uh, released. I don't know if they had a copy to play all of these games, but uh, we'll have 
20 new 22 new titles let's just finish here so we had shadow of the tomb raider thump tomb raider trials rising and wolfenstein young blood so we have now 22 titles and we have let's say uh we're gonna see but i all i really believe from the bottom of my heart that all of these new reviews are gonna say it works i've tested with this game i've tested in this condition and it works stadia works i couldn't almost feel any lag like a only i would say a, a professional esports player that depends on microseconds but anyway i'm drifting a little weight but and again i want to paint this this picture because it, it means a lot it really does it matters this is what I was talking about earlier in the podcast that Google can't have thought that they had a good week this this past right. week. Especially you, especially with the XO, right? Right. And on top of that, some of the mixed messaging between the AMA and John Justice, plus the launch title situation on Monday. So how do you combat that? You come out fighting and come out swinging. That's why I said the XO event, yeah, they, there were some, there were absolutely some body blows landed, but they weren't knockout blows. This is, this doesn't right. end as of the EXO event. And if anyone thought that, they're out of their minds. What, what did I just say earlier in the podcast? Twenty twenty is going to be where the major conflicts happen. This is the, this is the work up to that. And this, this is Stadia saying, "You put me up in the ropes, and I'm going to bounce out. I'm going to come back swinging on you." And they have. Like you can't sit there and say that this isn't. Google saying to or not what am I trying to say? You can't sit there and say that Google didn't come back with some with some points of their own in the twelve round you know match that is this boxing match that they're in, right. which is the cloud gaming war. They did, they absolutely did. This is a good shout. I, I'm actually listen. I'm pleasantly surprised. I yeah, really I am. I I didn't think that that was going to happen, but the fact that that did happen, good job, Google. This is what you need to do: fight, <laughs> fight. Show show some fight. Don't let don't let the narrative be written by the media and others. You write your narrative, and this is how you do it. You put it out. You say this is what we're doing, and you keep it clear and concise. And you don't let the media go in and, and twist it. The, the media can't twist this tomorrow. Right. It speaks for itself. They're it's... launching additional games, and they're giving users an additional free game. It right. speaks for itself. Bottom line. Yeah, and I think nobody has asked asked that question actually, because uh, what I'm thinking here it's having the second game for free, because um, when we first saw the John Justice introducing Stadia Pro, he said roughly we have one two games at monthly or bi monthly basis. At that time, it was very vague. We we haven't the details, but uh, it there was just they were saying one. You're starting with Destiny two. Now they're scaling up with two games a month, and uh, I would even say that we will see Doom next month. Well, I would be else. I'd be careful to say that they're scaling up to two because we we know that, and I want to just make sure I set expectations here. I think right. they're doing this to try right. to again recapture the narrative, which they right. absolutely right. Right. did the right thing here. They've said you'll get at least one game, so we'll yeah, at least get one true. game a month. Now, if they do more than that, then they've they've over delivered, which is a good thing. That they they they've provided us with something that we can talk about. And again, 
I can't, I can't stress this enough. This you can't write this any other way tomorrow. And if a media outlet a media outlet does, they're disingenuous. <laughs> and and it's that's why I'm saying watch what people say. Watch very closely what people write and what they say because you can tell nine times out of ten what their motives are. And it's going to be very interesting tomorrow to see what the narratives are from the media. It'll be very, very interesting based I have, off this news. I have one question for you, my sir, and based on the comment here from Johnny Live. He said, now what if we have more features at launch? Huh? Huh? And I will just uh, uh, sum up on his question. When we saw the John Just the latest John Justice interview and actually on the AMA, they said that we're not having those features at launch. And John Justice said we're having String Connect at close to the end of the year. I think String Connect is gonna be with um, Breakpoint. We've seen the trailer featuring String Connect. But everything we've seen so far from Crowdplay was with NBA 2K. NBA 2K is a launch title. Your thoughts on that? I don't know. Um, and again, John specifically said that the, the features are there. We talked about that earlier in the podcast. They're there. It's just up to the developer to leverage them. Maybe it's something where the developers are going to go back and leverage them at a later date. Maybe they chose not to to get their games on the platform early. Um, that's hard to say. I, I, my do, gut. Do my you gut think we see NBA 2K with Crowdplay on Tuesday? I don't. Not not because I don't think it's not there. I think it's an issue of, I think they were, and again, this this is where someone could make a valid argument. This is where I think developers were trying their best to get a game onto the service in time. But I also think it's an, a good shout. A couple of people have said this, that maybe the, the features weren't yet available at the time of development. Not, And I right. want to be very clear so someone doesn't take what I just said out of context. What I'm talking about is that at the time they were developing it, developing it back in, let's say, July or August on the platform, maybe those features weren't ready then and weren't uploaded into the system. So if they weren't, maybe they couldn't build that code into the game. And maybe that's what John was trying to tell us is that, look, it's as simple as them going in and writing the code on the game and then it updates. So that could be what's going on is that, again, maybe it wasn't ready at that time when they were developing it and putting it over onto the, the Linux platform that is Stadia. And it's, it's just them going back in and coding. Uh, but would it be a nice surprise if tomorrow that feature is there? Oh, I mean, not tomorrow, uh, Tuesday? Tuesday. Uh, uh, of course. But my gut tells me it's not going to be there. Yeah, it would be a very pleasant surprise. And especially, we will have, of course, big YouTubers and gamers playing on Stadia on day one. And if those guys were there playing NBA 2K with Crowdplay, uh, that would be something like... The breaking the internet day, right? Like the level of interaction never seen before, uh, together with the launch of the platform. Uh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so, Eric, Eric said something interesting in here. He said, I just had a thought we may not be getting Samurai Showdown on day one, we'll just be getting it at some point. I do hope it's a day one game for us, though. So, here, here's my guess um, the way they wrote this, and again. I would hope it's not a messaging piece again, but this is implying that it's going to be on there on day one. And it'll be an option in pro. Now we could find out on Tuesday that like you said, Eric, it could be that that's going to be for December's game 
which that would just mean people aren't going to buy it. They'll just wait until December till it rolls out. Either way, it's still not a bad shell. The fact that it's out ahead and they're saying this is the other game you're going to be getting, it's transparency. This is all we've been asking for. Like this is the Google. God, listen, listen to me for one second. I hope I hope someone from Google's listening. This is what you need to be doing. Be clear, be concise, be transparent. Bring us along on the narrative. If you do that, I promise you, you can't go wrong. You can't because this gaming demo that is this gaming space, that's what gamers want. They don't want what the status quo has been over the last two decades. They want someone to come along that's open, honest, and straightforward with them. And if you do that, you will be the difference maker. I truly mean that. I really do. Uh, Chase, just to add here to the Eric comments, I put it here on the on the screen on our site. There is the tweet from Phil Harrison. Uh, he wrote after before just he just retweeted. Excited to announce that we are increasing the day one launch and lineup. So he said day one launch lineup of titles of for Google Stadia. We now have 22 games launching with the platform Tuesday. Huge thanks to our developer and publishers partners for bringing more titles. So I do believe that we will see everything still on launch day. Yeah, and someone responded. So someone's already ahead of this. So Eric, this is this is why again, this is why social media is amazing. Credit to this user. It looks like it's AUGMC2 on Twitter. Said, great work, Phil. Will Samurai Showdown be available for pro members day one or in December? That's the right question. Good question. Excellent question. Oh, and Nintendrew's on here as well. He's in the he's in the Twitter feed. He's actually an awesome YouTuber. Yes. Uh, he said, wow, real, uh, nearly doubled the library. Great news. And again, it is. I, I can't – I'm going to sing this till – there's an old term um, – I, I lost it. Never mind. It, 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 I, I'll just keep saying it. This is you can't spin this tomorrow. The media is only going to have one way to write this, and it's it's only one direction, which is what upwards. It, they can't write it any other way. They can't say, oh well, now they don't have enough games. Well, then that's going to make you look like a fool when it's going to show what your true intentions of the article is. So yeah, it, it'll just be very interesting tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, we just got a new. Fancy one here joining us on the party. So Stadia Scotland, welcome to the Stadia Creators channels. Uh, and welcome to being part of Stadia Creators community. And uh, we hope to see you around and see your content as well. Yeah, you said you were doing God's work. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say that we're, we're trying to help educate folks. <laughs> um, another one here, we have a Max asking... Do you think that developers could delete a game as if were something like a YouTube video? <laughs> Do you think they are under contract? You know who that's a shot at? That's a shot at me because I yeah I left because I knew. <laughs> yeah, it's because I I'm an idiot and on Saturday. Oh, don't was, say that, man. <laughs> well, I, I I'm just saying, man. I was trying to update the tags and the cards that go at the end of the video, and I had four tabs open. I was clicking around um like feverishly and that's because and i didn't tell the story and i didn't want to get into it but i'll tell it now just for fun for right. for overtime for fun and for fun <laughs> and giggles um my cat got ill and let's just say there was um the cat did something on the carpet and i was supposed to go to an appointment 
I was trying to rush to get out of the house. I was right. trying to click really, really fast. And obviously what happened is when I was clicking through the screen, I clicked delete and clicked the box confirm. to confirm it. <laughs> and I deleted it accidentally. So that's what happened. So Max, um, <laughs> uh, I would hope that that doesn't happen. Um, my, that, you know, when we've heard John talk about that, they want games to live on and to have a an option in the servers i think that they will do their best to do that where it makes sense but there's only so much space um in in the server infrastructures that they have so there will probably come times where games will outlive their life and they will they will have to move on now will there be other options to get that maybe that, that's a good question to ask the stadia team in the future of hey if a game gets removed from the stadia library are there going to be other options for us to maybe get it another way Maybe can we download it somehow and, and get access to it in a in a you know what I'm trying to say Eddie where it's like a smaller yeah like for your your own instance or something like that yeah, yeah you know where if you have the ability to have it on your your PC or your mobile device or your 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 tablet you could download it and it would be or, accessible or or even something like uh storing your own Google Drive like you have Google Drive and okay this game is going out for good. Of Stadia Library, guys. I'm just shouting out here. Technical, we don't know if uh, that's possible or not. But uh, if one game gets out of the library for good, we know that if you purchase it, that game, that game will continue in being yours until the Stadia is alive. But um, yeah, how you could play that game is interesting. I thought it was interesting <laughs> in here. Um, Eric said that we should get the worm game for free. It's a good <laughs> and actually, it's it surprising that was the first Stadia leak, right? Because it's, it's real. Uh, for you guys who don't know what we're talking about, John Justice confirmed that there was a picture of a TV showing the Stadia UI and type worm game. And he confirmed that that's a game that uh, it's developed only where they use to test features of Google Stadia. Yep. Yep. It's a good shout. I listen, I was excited today when I did that round table and, and I, when I knew I was coming on with you, Eddie, because I consider you my partner in crime. Um, you know, when we do, when we do this podcast, I, I was excited to do these videos and this live stream today and the live stream earlier. I don't know why I said video, but it, you know, it had me excited. It really did. I was like, you know what? We're getting into launch week. This I'm still going to temper my excitement, but this has me energized. That's the term I want to use. I feel more energized right. coming out of tonight, going into the week that there's some positive news here that Google, again, they got up off the mat from those body blows that X cloud um, through their way right and they came out fighting and this is a good this is a good shout this is a good job by them again google keep doing this i can't stress it enough yeah i i i can just imagine how the rest of the week was from google because i was one of the guys you were one of the guys we always try to be positive here but we always when Google does something bad, we go and talk something bad about it. And everyone that was on board 100% with Stadia, when they announced the lineup, everyone, not a single creator and not a single one of us that were on Discord. By the way, guys, if you are not on 
our Discord. You can join me at uh, all, both links are here in the descriptions. Uh, mine and Chase, I'm not gonna go over, but join our Discord here. And we talking about this on Discord. Everyone was feeling upset with the launch lineup. So I can't imagine how much these guys worked on, how much phone calls happened. So they finally, six days later, said, "Okay, guys, we're bringing you more." It's again. I it's <laughs> this is this is it's it's it is it's energizing news. It really is, and I I think tomorrow, the 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 things that that let me let me. I'm going to stop here after I say this because I think we want to get closer to wrapping this up. But I think the takeaways for tomorrow that everyone needs to watch is that one, how are the responses from the media and how does, how is Stadia playing? Is it working? Which we expect that it will Two, what the media says about this news. And if both things are positive, the takeaway is Google had a successful weekend. They had a bounce back from, the rough week that they had last week, even there's a little bit of ambiguity with the AMA. It wasn't great. They definitely did a much better job in transparency. Like we talked about on the, the, the Reddit AMA uh, podcast that we did. Um, but this, this is where they start rebuilding the trust with the community. And again, Google, if you want to get out, out of thin ice with, with the community, you want to re- rebuild trust, be that, that um, champion of change, be transparent, be clear, be concise, do proper messaging, do proper PR. And if you do that, if you follow those rules, you can't go wrong in this type of community. You can't, you can't, I, yeah. I, I promise you 110%. You can't. I agree with you. And I uh, will just finish with listen to the community, listen to the community and listen to the community. Right. Uh, guys, uh, we're going to wrap up here the podcast. I know we talked a little bit more than our usual, usually one hour show. Um, uh, we're going to just finish here the show because of the audio to our listeners. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's now available on all major platforms. You can go to anchor.fm slash choose. Or you can search for This Week on Stadia on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search for This Week on Stadia. You will find our show there. And it's a beautiful thing because those of you that have asked for when I'm at work and I can't watch something or if I'm driving and I want to listen to what you know what your thoughts are, you got it now. <laughs> so yeah, guys, uh, this was the episode five, uh, the weekend of launch and with some amazing surprises during the podcast. Once again, thanks Chucks for brings the, bringing the news. Thanks everyone who has was watching the show live here. We're going to hang out with you guys just after we wrap up. Uh, before we wrap up, Chase, what's your Twitter and how to find you and your YouTube channel as well? Absolutely. So you can find me at youtube.com backslash Stadia Talk. Um, I do just very quickly, I do a weekly, uh, stadia five and five, which is the top five topics in under five minutes. So it's a condensed, uh, video package for your news. And on Saturday mornings at 10 AM Eastern standard time, I do a Saturday morning stadia talk, uh, which is an opportunity for the community to come out and it's an interactive space. It's actually the community's time. It's, it's, it's not just my space. It's everyone's space to have a, uh, an open conversation. Um, and you can find me at Twitter on, uh, twitter.com backslash phantom. UFC 
fan f-a-n all right guys uh when's your next live stream chaser right have an idea yeah so i'll probably do one on um tuesday evening i don't know that i'll be able to stream gameplay like i said I, i'm kind of gutted about that that that's not an option but i'll try to see what options are available out there but the right. minimum you're going to have me talking about you know what my experience is if i have the ability to play it you know uh, prior to me getting my hardware um, i will be coming on and talking about my thoughts and also gauging the thoughts of the community right uh guys uh you can follow me at uh twitter at uh stadia player one also, you can join my Discord at discord.com. I'm sorry, discord.stadiaplayer1.com. And uh, yeah, you'll be seeing me. You will be seeing me on next Tuesday as well for the live stream with the gaming. I will be streaming. I will be playing with you guys. I will rethink everything now with this new list, especially that I see that we'll probably see some prices here on. Uh, some stuff with good prices and uh yeah i hope to join you i hope to see you all joining me don't forget to subscribe to this channel hit the bell for chase hit the bell for me so you see when we get live and get the notifications and that's it guys thank you very much for joining us this night and i see you all